I don't know how many of you have had teenage girls. Uh, I think some of you have been teenagers, but I had to laugh when I read that because, or when Barbara read it, was because uh, I wish I could use sugar as an excuse, but it certainly was an excuse for, uh, for affecting my behavior. Uh, food, food affects my behavior. It just does. Whether it's uh, sugar or some cases or carbohydrates or good veggies and fruits, it affects me in a couple ways. And one of them is it, it can line me up. It can send me up and down. And or it can just send me down. So I guess there's three different ways it can. But of course, I think from our study, we all kind of know that the right amount of protein and the right amount of healthy food kind of keeps you on an even, even keel. But I certainly have been guilty of having too much of a, a not good thing and uh, yelling at my, at my children and anybody else that was in nearby range. So food, food is not always my friend. I don't know about you. I, I think I've said this before in here, but I lo love it. I think I love everything about it. I love the way it tastes. I love the way it smells. I love the way it looks, except for liver or a few other things like that. And, um, and I, love, I love just knowing that it's coming to my, to my mouth and so it's, um, it was always a friend, a comforter, a companion, someplace to go for celebration, someplace to go for solace, someplace to go to just disappear and not, not know what's, uh, what's going on, uh, just kind of numb out. In, in the other fellowships, we call that self-medicating. I think with, with folks like us, we don't realize that we're self-medicating because it starts too early in our lives. Most of us, I think, started at a very early age to overeat um, as a way of tuning out something that was in our environment um, to to squelch some pain or some irritation or some anger that we never had another way to get out of our system. And if you've been around little kids, you know they, you can tell when they're upset about something or something is on their mind because they, what we call, quote, act out, unquote, meaning they go up and hit somebody or bite somebody or throw something around or break something or, you know, and it, it that's the way you know that they need attention, they need some help working through something. But a lot of our parents or our families didn't have the, the information or the training, or really it just wasn't the vogue way of handling it to help a child work through his or her feelings. And as a result, the child was left, many of us were left, to figure out a way to soothe ourselves and that became food. And as with anything, you know, if one uh, 
Also, one particular item is good. Well, 10 must be better over time because then you can't remember why, why you are eating or you can't remember what you're eating about or your mind just goes, well, goes elsewhere while you tune into the cartoons. But this problem continues to grow as we get older. It doesn't, it's not like it goes away when we're able to verbalize our emotions because as we get to be teenagers, we may even add some other fun stuff to our addictions. But that of the addiction to food doesn't stop. It could be an easy first one. But at that point, we can go out and buy our own or steal our own or find our own in the garbage or eat somebody else's or whatever. And it becomes a bigger and bigger problem. And it, can, it stays a problem because it's part of us by the time we get older. And it's not until we recognize that and until we, as the first step tells us, until we recognize that we are out of control, that we can be begin to be back in control. And I think I've said this in before in here too, but I just marvel at the construct of the steps because they are, um, so logical, they follow the human mind, they help us recognize our problem, they help us identify what's in our, our own being that causes the problem, it helps us release those problems to a higher power that we recognize, and then it gives us tools to prevent the problem in the future by recognizing it right away and not allowing it to build up and by taking care of it. And then gives us a purpose in life, which is not to serve ourselves, but to serve others. So it's a, food can make you do some things you wish you wouldn't do. Food can be your friend or it can be your enemy, depending on whether you and your higher power and control of it. But it's not until you give up your own particular way of control and hand it over to your higher power that you are able to really get through the issues that have brought you into the, to the fold as an overeater. And um, I think that all is all I have to share tonight. Thank you.